There is nothing like having a clear, calm mind. But how many mothers have a clear, calm mind? Motherhood is beautiful, but it's fraught with so many challenges. And the stresses that we experience as mothers on a daily basis put us under immense pressure, taking a toll on our mental and emotional well-being. Welcome to the Wellbeing for Mothers show. I am Dr. Duny the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor and your host on this show. Today, we're going to be talking about the mental health challenges that mothers face. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite drink. If maybe you're working out, you can have a listen to this as well and come back to listen to it again when you can take some notes. Mental health is a very important part of our well-being. It's not the whole thing, but a very significant part of it. Whenever we're talking about mental health, people think it's when you get a diagnosis of, say, depression or anxiety or some other mental health condition. But the mental health we're looking at is how you are in yourself mentally. How is your mind? Now, there are many times that I have felt that deep sadness, that worry, that fear that we experience one moment or another in our lives as mothers. I don't know if you've had that too. How many of you perhaps have been on this journey with your children? Maybe they are starting school for the first time or they are moving to another part of town or you are moving to a new area and then you wonder, oh goodness, I hope they make friends. I hope they enjoy the new location. I remember the first time I was dropping my daughter off at school. Now, this was a kind of nursery that she was going to. And at that point in time, she was just about two to two and a half years old. And while she was about that age, we said we wanted her to be able to go into that session, interact with other children, and um, also um, build her social skills. The first day, she got dressed up, had a little backpack. We took a picture, you know, like we always do as mothers. Um, first day of school, and I went to drop her off. When we dropped her off, I was. Um, pushing her in the pushchair and got there. My goodness, my daughter runs off <laughs> and starts to play. And I'm just stood there with my mouth wide open, waiting for her to say, no, mommy, I don't want to go. <laughs> but no, she was so happy. Bye, mommy. I was in shock. At that point in time, I kind of walked out very softly, very gently, looking over my shoulder, thinking that maybe someone would call me or I would hear her voice, mommy, nah, nothing like that. <laughs> and so when I left, I thought to myself, I said, I can't go home now. So I hopped on the bus and just sat there quite absent-mindedly. 
the bus went round and round and probably came after getting to the bus station, came back <laughs> and uh, I got off. But on that day, I had a mix of emotions, lots of thoughts going through my mind. When I was dropping her off, I was worried. I was thinking that she would be upset and I did not want her to be upset. I was thinking that she would not enjoy it and I wanted her to enjoy it. But then when it really happened and she was enjoying it, I was excited, yet I was shocked and kind of in a space of disbelief. So I don't know if any of you can resonate with that. And I'd really like to know what your experience was when you were dropping off your child for the first time at school. Perhaps this was a nursery school or you went straight to primary school. Whatever that was for you, please do share. Connect with me on social media. Let me know what your first day dropping your child off was like. Okay. So some of these challenges that we face are born out of our own experiences. The mental health challenges that mothers face are born out of our own experiences. I know when I was in school, I was growing up, sometimes school was great, but I also had the privilege, I would say, of meeting some school bullies. And that gave me a different view of school because when you have school bullies, sometimes you... Uh, relate to school differently. Sometimes there could be a reason why you just want to sit down and be in the library. And that was me. I was driven by those bullies into a space of safety. I found my safety in the library. And that's why I love books so much. So much so that when it was time to pre pick out prefects for high school, they said, hmm, you'll be the library prefect. So it was like home for me. But some other times when people have experienced bullies at school or at work or wherever that is, it can turn them into a state of panic and fear and they are unable to focus and cope in whatever environment it is. So they are prone to making mistakes. They feel they're not good enough. You have this thought process in your head based on those past experiences. Some other times it's based on the things people have said to you. So what are the things people have said to you? Oh, you're rubbish. You're silly. And sometimes it's as a result of when people say things to you, you not challenging them. I kind of had this attitude growing up where whenever people said something, I challenged them. I would say, oh, right back at you. If I had nothing else to say, right back at you. Back to, sometimes we use words like back to sender. <laughs> um, and I think in a way it's cushioned or it reduced the intensity of those main words of those nasty expressions that sometimes some children or some adults actually put forward as well. The reason why I say some children and some adults is because we still have social media. Do you know how many times people who are lovely, wonderful, they still get hate on social media 
from someone behind the screen who is afraid to show their face or wanting to just spew out negativity. And so these mental health challenges we face as mothers come from avenues like that. Now, the other thing is mental health challenges that mothers face can come out as sadness. Now, before we all became mothers, we were someone, right? Yeah? Okay. We all agree on that. We're all someone. We're somebody doing something. Maybe you were a student. You loved art. You were a ballet dancer. You, you were something. You did something. And then suddenly, or whether planned or unplanned, you became a mother. And by virtue of becoming a mother, you go, oh, this is a special gift. This wonderful child or wonderful children, and you care for them. And as they are taking up your time in care, you need to let go of some of those things you used to do in the past. And as you let go of those things, sometimes you could express some sadness because you miss those things. Those things brought you joy. They gave you satisfaction. They probably even formed part of your identity. But now that you're mothers, guess what? You decide, okay, um, I'm a mother now, so I don't have time for this. Uh, maybe when the children are grown and they leave home, then I can return to this particular interest, hobby, or activity I enjoy doing. So many mothers, based on this kind of scenario, could have some sadness, could express some dissatisfaction with their state of motherhood. And when you express sadness, you start to feel guilty. You know why? Because you're expressing sadness. These children are beautiful, joyful, um, vulnerable, and they're, they're just looking up to you. Mama, feed us now. Mama, clean my bum, kind of thing. And you're, they're adorable. They, they, they just need you. And you feel sad that you can't do something that you enjoy doing. And guess what? That is where mom guilt creeps in. Because now you're feeling guilty that you're feeling sad. <laughs> So, and then you have this um, if only statements. How many of you have made this if only statements? If only I could do that activity again. If only I was young again. And things like that. And regret comes in. Then when you feel regret, you say, oh, no, 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 no. I love my children. Oh, then the guilt comes again. Can you see it's such a roller coaster? And it's something that affects many mothers. Now, when we talk about these very real factors that mothers experience, if it's not checked, if it's not identified, recognized, and taken into account, guess what happens? It becomes a big problem. And that is where, over time, with varying frequency and intensity, these mothers then break down. And as they break down, unfortunately, it takes a toll and 
they end up with maybe a diagnosis of depression, anxiety, and all those other things maybe requiring some form of therapy or medication. Now, this is in no way telling you that taking medication or having therapy is a bad thing. As a matter of fact, no. If you do need therapy, if you do need medication, please take it. But make sure that you seek help. If you're feeling these symptoms, these thoughts are going through your mind, causing you ill health, seek help. Reach out to your doctors, reach out to your health professionals where you're located and get the help you require. You'll be glad you did. There are many mothers who have expressed this need for help and they saw a transformation after they had some form of intervention, whether it be treatment with conventional or sometimes unconventional means, and sometimes it could just be medication combined with some therapy. So please do seek help, okay? So I'm going to share with you a few things that you can do to recognize the way you express yourself, the way mental health issues affect you, okay? So the very great ways to recognize that is by paying close attention, okay? So you need to be very observant. Observant to the way you feel, okay? Be observant to the way you feel. How do you feel in yourself in this moment? I remember when we are speaking to patients in the clinic, because as a family doctor, we do see patients. And when we're speaking to patients, whenever we're worried about um, depression, we tend to ask them the series of questions. There's a a stratification tool whereby we go through some questions and we we'll say, okay, in the last two weeks, have you felt this way? Have you felt that way? And by the time they answer the questions, sometimes they could be um, perhaps having mild depression, uh, moderate or severe depression, depending, of course, on the responses they give. To be able to respond to that, you need to be more aware. You need to be able to recognize how your body is responding. Sometimes the body, way your body responds could be you feeling tired all the time, could be you being more irritable, to be, could be you having no appetite, so you just don't feel like eating or you're eating too much hmm? or you're not sleeping well. So there's a pattern to sleep that can, you know, tend towards maybe anxiety or even depression. And I'm not going to go into all that now, but um, perhaps when we talk about uh, an episode on sleep, we can explore um, those factors. Okay. So being more aware of how your body is responding gives you an indication of an, a beginning of mental health issues or concerns that could, you could take action on, okay? Now, also, you need to recognize and be aware of things that are around you, people that are around you that are contributing to mental health issues in your life. So, 
we have, for example, have you got a group of friends who have a way of comparing? Oh, my child, you, you say, oh, my, my daughter was, um, uh, is eating um, at the moment. So I just thought I'll just come and chat with you all. And I go, oh, your child is, um, no, is eating. All right. Has they started eating this particular foods? And you go, oh, not, not yet. Oh, my child started eating that so many weeks ago or so many months ago. And there is that element of comparison that comes in. Like, oh, I've got this child that's achieving so much and yours isn't. Are you sure she's okay? You know, stuff like that. And um, while, of course, they are your friends, while, of course, you maybe enjoy their company, those kind of statements, those kind of comments, might hurt you. Those kind of things might just make you feel less than or make you feel like, you do, like you're not doing a great job as a mother. And so be mindful. Do you sometimes need to step back a little, reduce your frequency of exposure to such? That might be a call you need to make. Perhaps you might need to, um, if you have these friends that say, oh, come on, let's go out. And you're going out, you're having a great time. And I believe that, yes, it's good to socialize. But if that is at the detriment to um, an important part of your life, you need to reevaluate that and take action. Okay. Then you also need to find out if there are certain people, there are certain um, places that you go to either physically or virtually. And when I say physically or virtually, physically can be um, when you go visit someone, okay? Or maybe even work. What's that doing for your mental well-being? Is there anybody at work that you need to speak to? You need to talk about, talk to regarding your well-being, okay? Virtually, it could be social media or mainstream media. Mainstream media, oh goodness, that's amazing. Why? Because for a very long time, I wasn't watching the news and then the pandemic hit. And then I said, oh my goodness, I need to know what's happening in the world. I need to be up to date. What's happening with uh, the virus? How's it evolving? How's it spread? Where has it reached? You know, things like that. I wanted to find out. And so I made the, I would say the mistake of turning on the news. <laughs> That was the worst thing I could potentially have done at that time because it was so distressing. And when you have this distressing news over and over and over again, it's like a loop radio. My goodness, I, I, it, was, it was really, really not very helpful. So I decided after that experience, oh, now I remember why I did not listen to news and then go on to certain scientific websites to get information regarding the evolution of the virus and the transmission and all the scientific things I wanted to know for my medical practice. So, yeah. So you can imagine there's sometimes you need to extract yourself from that virtual environment. Sometimes you need social media breaks, social media fasts, social media retreats. Just step out, step back from it, move out of it. Don't start, let your phone be that device you pick up and start to scroll through because sometimes that can impact you adversely. 
I've got one of my coaches who is a very big influencer in the world. And she did mention something. She said, a time came in my life when I decided that looking at comments of fans, of trolls or whatever on my post was taking a toll on my mental health. When I found that out, I decided I wasn't going to look at any comment anymore. I wasn't going to do anything. So my team handles it. Are you in that position where some things are impacting you? Someone like her, she's, she's, her business is online. Her business is social media. If you're running a business as a mother online, you need to get involved with patients, with um, clients. And some of them are great. Some people who perhaps are not even your clients or potential clients can be trolling and say nasty things. Or maybe you have a post and just make a comment just because they think they can. If you're one of those, how about get someone that could handle that for you rather than put yourself in the line of fire all because of uh, whatever reason. So it's really, really important to be mindful of the things that are around you as well. I hope this is serving you because when it comes to mental well-being, we could talk about this forever. We could talk about this for ages. And it's something that is very near and dear to my heart because as mothers, we need to tune in every now and again. So it's not one-stop shop. It's not something you listen to one and say, ha, I am not depressed. Hmm. I am not anxious. No, this is something you do over and over again. And so if perhaps you have, you're listening to this, you're enjoying what you're hearing, thank you so much for tuning in. I want you to subscribe, download this episode, and make sure you come back to listen to it again. Why? Because when you listen to it again, you would learn and pick up certain new ideas, tools, tips, practical things that you can actually start to use in your own life. Or you can share with other mothers as well. So please share this with other mothers. Let them know that there's a space you can come, have a listen, pick up some nuggets and utilize in your life. Okay. And most importantly, would like to hear a review from you. So please leave a review. We always want to hear. Now, there is one very important thing that I suggest to my clients when I talk about this in my coaching program and also when I speak on many stages on all over the world. That is practicing presence. Yeah, I'm going to repeat that. Practicing presence. Now you wonder what that means. The genesis of this comes from the mental health impact of how you view time. Whenever you, as a woman, a mother, as a person, focus on the past, there is a tendency for you to express thoughts of shame, sadness, regret, and sometimes guilt. Those are the kind of thoughts that could go through your mind. And that can tend towards you being a little bit into the depression zone. Now, when you are looking at the future, which of course you can't foretell accurately, you are worried, you are fearful, 
you are anxious, then you move into that place of anxiety. Okay. And that is another side of the mental health issues that mother ex mothers experience. Where you need to be is neither in the past nor in the future, but in the present. Okay. So the principle of presence is being here now, appreciating what it is you're doing now, why you're doing it, who you're doing it with. So if, for example, you are taking your child to school, you're pushing them on the push chair or you're walking with them hand in hand or you're driving them to school, be present in that moment as you're taking them to school. That is the moment. And the reason why I bring that up as an example is because when I'm in the car or I'm walking with my children, taking them to school, picking them up, that is a very great bonding time. That is the time I learn more about them. That is the time that they learn more about me. They ask me questions. I ask them questions. Being present does a great thing for us as mothers. I hope this episode has served you. Today, we have covered some mental health challenges that mothers face. This is the first part, and we'll be covering more as time goes on. I am Dr. Dini, the award-winning mom empowerment coach, family doctor, international speaker, your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show, and best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Super Mom. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you are wanting to explore further, more insights into how to increase your awareness of self and of others, I'd like to offer you a free copy of my best-selling book. I'll put the description in the details of this episode, but you can go on there, click on it, get your download and start reading. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, please do stay well.